You are now listening to Mood Ring Radio, and today we're diving into the origin of Chopped and Screwed. But in order to do that, we gotta rewind. The year is 1990. Hip hop has just busted out of the underground. Acts like LL Cool J, Public Enemy, and A Tribe Called Quest are some of the most prolific artists in NY. And on the opposite coast, NWA is now a household name. It's clear that West Coast artists aren't going anywhere. Dr. Dre is on the eve of cooking up the chronic, Snoop Dogg is fresh out of high school, and a young Tupac Shakur is somewhere doing the Humpty Dance with the digital underground. Then there's a kid named Robert Earl Davis Jr. But the world would come to know him as DJ Screw. This is a kid somewhere in Houston, 19 years old, slowing down vinyl tracks almost to a slur and doubling the beats. Sadly, 10 years later, Screw would pass away, but his legacy, immortalized in his music and remembered in songs from artists like Drake, Travis Scott, and even Beyonce. The hip-hop world would never forget his name or the sound that he pioneered. I'm Soft Spoken, and I'm here today with my homie Jacob, and this is a brief history of Chopped and Screwed. All right, so I'm here with my boy Jacob. What's up, Jacob? (laughs) And we're doing this episode because not too long ago, I had posted this song on my Instagram page. And the song is Here Comes a Thought. It's from the Steven Universe show. Here comes a thought that might alarm me what someone said. And I did this thing that I've seen a lot of people do. I slowed it down and I added reverb, which is just an echo. Things that I said are suddenly swarming and oh, I'm losing sight. And then, Jacob, you messaged me. What'd you say? <laughs> Take that shit now. <laughs> no, um, I just suggested, I was just saying just throwing it out there just throwing it out there i wasn't trying to play you know like oh you whack for this but i had noticed um that the slowed and reverb genre Mm -hmm. was very popular and there were like slowed and reverb versions for everything on youtube everything and my algorithm was all the way messed up like it was full of slowed and reverb stuff for some reason Mm -hmm. and uh I started to notice like a lot of people upset online about the genre and you know my own hunch I was like where did this come from why is this a thing and I just mm-hmm. noticed it was a very it was just an easier simpler version of chopped and screwed mm-hmm. so that's that's what we're going to talk about today so we'll, we'll break down chopped and screwed and what it sounds like but at the time, I hadn't thought about it. So when you sent me that message, I was like, oh, shit. Like, what did I say? It's like, true. It's like gentrified, chopped, and screwed. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it, it, it's like the the bare minimum of like mm-hmm. taking the inspiration from it. Right. 
but just like not giving the source any credit while also watering down like the genre itself and just putting a whole new name on top of it. And I was like, oh, that sounds like gentrification. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then rebranding it as something that seems totally new. That is also like once you see one or two, like the the videos just kind of keep popping up and it's like an entire um, like musical like pocket that has become like super popular. Is it really like that popular? Because I know it's like Mm. in my algorithm, but is it like really, has it caught on like that? I think if you listen to music on YouTube, I think Mm. it is extremely popular. Which Um, is everyone now. Right. (laughs) Um, It's like the lo-fi chill beats to study to algorithm. mm, Right, exactly. I mean, it works. It's not like bad music, (laughs) but yeah, I definitely prefer the original. Like I said, I, I had done it and posted this song and it literally took me 30 seconds to do. I went into <laughs> yeah. Ableton, um, clicked reverb, and then I slowed down how much I wanted it to, to be slowed down to. And it's, it's an entire song. Yeah. And um, as an example, I'm going to play one version of a slowed and reverb song and then a version of a chopped and screwed song. And then, then we're going to talk about the difference between the two and we can kind of break it down a little bit. Cool? Sure. All right. So the song that I'm going to play is Picture Me Rolling by Tupac. Um, also love Nipsey Hussle. I was about to <laughs> tip in my chauffeur. Hey. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to play I'm going to play these these two versions. We're going to listen to it and then uh, we're going to kind of break down the difference a little bit. Okay. All right. So here is the the slowed and reverb version. All right. Let's hear it. Okay, so notice how in the slowed and reverb song, there's two effects. There's a slow it down and there's a reverb. There's the echo. But you don't add any other elements throughout the song. This is how the rest of the song is going to sound. And then let's listen to a chopped and screwed version of the same song. All right, so that song was chopped and screwed um, by DJ Screw. And what he does there is a couple of things. He slows it down, but also notice how incredibly slow it is. And this is this is something that um, is easy to overlook now. But at the time, there wasn't technology that made it easy to slow down songs to that degree at that point. Yeah, you got to be a real like DJ. Right. You got to know your equipment. And so what he would do, even on the turntables he was working on, it was literally impossible to slow songs down that much. And so he had an like an additional output with a, a cassette player where he would um, use that and manipulate it to slow it down even more. And so there's ingenuity and taking an idea that doesn't have accessible technology. So that's that's one thing he did in in pioneering the sound with with the slowed down version, right? And then there's the doubling of the beats. So throughout a chopped and screwed song, you're gonna hear a beat be replayed. You're gonna hear a a, a line or a bar. 
um, get revisited. And that's very intentional. He's like, I'm going to play it for you one more time in case you, you didn't catch what Tupac said, right? Yeah. Yeah, it recontextualizes, I don't know if that's a word, but like it is. <laughs> it, just, it just adds a whole new layer of meaning to specifically like the lyrics. Like you'll you'll get the you'll get the whole range of emotions when lyrics are right. chopped and screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's really the basis of chopped and screwed music, right? It's to catch a feel, a vibe, um, and really make you connect with the beat, with the lyrics, and that's something that I think slowed and reverb attempts to do but um the the artistic attempt um pales in comparison in terms of like really like what you're maneuvering to do to make this sound possible um and then we can also add in the element of scratching like um throughout a chopped and screwed song you're gonna hear dj screw actually djing like you know you're gonna hear scratching and so then you get down to like the most hip-hop elements of hip-hop you're getting down to beats that are slowed down so you're like acknowledging respecting the art of the beat beat um you're getting um the bars that are coming clearer because it's slowed down and repeating certain bars that are really important to um in terms of like dj screw wanting you to hear what he hears and wanting you to feel what he feels um and then there's the scratching there's like you know um on top of that like i'm going to do something to the song um that wasn't there before that that also adds an element of artistry hip-hop you know history and just overall just you know some dope stuff so that that's i think chopped and screwed in a nutshell i want to like get your impression what is chopped and screwed music how would you tell somebody like oh that's a chopped and screwed song how do you define chopped and screwed i think it's just separate those two words chop and screw and -hmm. if the song's got it you know like i feel like we associate the word screw with the the pitch down Mm-hmm. repetitive uh you know echoey scratch yeah type vibe um yeah i feel like if it's got those two elements in the music it's it's there i mean you know like rhythm and blues like, <laughs> yeah it's got rhythm it's got honesty in the lyrics it's yeah. rhythm and blues so yeah. the the interesting thing that's exactly what i thought chopped and screwed music was mm-hmm. but after looking into it more, there there's some dispute. And I'll tell you why some people might disagree. Mm-hmm. So you mind if I take you through a brief history of what I learned about Chopped and Screwed and its origins? Educate the kid. All right. So we got to take it back again. I started with the year 1990. That's when DJ Screw, um, he's in Houston. He's like, you know, slowing these songs down to a crazy tempo. And then like... Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. What What is he slowing down? Is he just doing like original music or is he oh, finding right. like right. samples or, you know? That's a great question. Okay. So he's taking vinyls and uh. he's taking them from all over. In the 90s, Southern rap was not really seen by the mainstream as, you know, something to check for. Mm-hmm. But in the South, DJ Screw was one of the artist who was listening to West Coast music, listening to East Coast music and listening to Southern music. Mm-hmm. And in his mixtapes, he would take those records and then he would do a chopped and screwed version of them. Remixes. Exactly. Got it. That's so, um, and these are literal mixtapes where, you know, he's recording a DJ set of the songs that he's, you know, remixing and then um, selling the mixtapes. Um, and then at his height, they were saying like he could sell like 15,000 a day. Like that's mm-hmm. they, like, he was like, 
crazy hot. People were lined up down the street to get a DJ screw mixtape in person um, at his house, like rolling up, right? Um, The reason why there's discrepancy around what a chopped and screwed song is, is because people within DJ Screw's camp, the screwed up click, they would say a a chopped and screwed song is a DJ Screw chopped and screwed song. There is nobody else who makes chopped and screwed, right? (laughs) Because he's taken his name, Screw, and that's what he called it, right? It's a screwed up song. It's a screwed song. Did this conversation take place after Screw passed? Or was he still around when this... He was still around. So this this is something that happens because within Houston, there's another clique that's forming, right? So so first there's there's a screwed up clique. This was also like a huge kind of like Wu-Tang style crew. This sounds like the predecessor to like Swisher House. Oh yeah. Okay. That's exactly where we're going. I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> shut up. Oh yeah. So I, I, I love it. So, um, so some of the people in the screwed up clique, Zero, Fat Pat, Big Mo, a lot of people who are, are, are legends in Houston uh, but not necessarily like mainstream uh, right. fame, right? Um, ESG, Lil Flip. That's probably the one that Flip. most people know. <laughs> Lil Flipper. Dang. Your girl Leah. Um, <laughs> Lil Flipper. My girl Leah. Um, Lil Pokey and Lil Kiki um, and Chunk Up the Deuce is, is a song that a lot of people might know we'll play it a little bit later cool and there's a reason why I'm gonna play it later okay so I'm dropping a lot of hints here so you you mentioned some people related to this movement Swisha House I'll get to them in a second but can you think of the artist it's not Paul Wall he is a part of Swisha House but an artist associated with DJ Screw's Screwed Up Click that everyone knows Mike Jones? nope and this is this is a person we know because of this year 2020. What they do? The, did, did they get canceled? No, no. This is this is gonna be crazy, bro. I feel like that's the only way we know people in 2020. Oh, they got canceled. That's right. And the uh, the there there's one. This is the more unfortunate side of 2020 and the and what's happening, right? Like not people getting canceled, but um, the other movement that's that's taking place right now and is rising up in defense of black lives and seeking justice for black lives and the person that i'm talking about is george floyd Rip. oh george floyd i heard about this yeah. yeah keep going keep going so um in in the 90s george floyd he's from houston because he he did music with zero right like he yep okay so uh, yeah he's um and he's a rapper in houston at this time in the 90s um and he's he is like he appears on a dj screw mixtape yeah um, so I'll I'll play a song for for you and George Floyd at the time went by Big Floyd. Wow. All right. So this this is a track called Sitting on Top of the World. So this this was something that was crazy when I saw. I was like, "What? This is this is insane!" Um, but you know, kind of brings this whole history full circle. Um, there's like artists like Trey the Truth and other Southern artists that kind of spoke to um, how hard hit the you know community mm-hmm. um, 
responded to the loss of George Floyd because he was someone who was known in Houston, um, particularly for, you know, being um, an artist and also just being like, you know, somebody from the hood. Like yeah, he's from there. A figure, just a, a person that is accessible. And right. Exactly. Always around. Yeah. So that was that was something that was like, you know, incredible, but also heartbreaking to know. Um, but, you know, just just something that I want to, to drop here, because this this is a history that I think um, regardless of of your your relationship to to screw music, um, like everyone can connect to mm-hmm. um, the people involved in it. So. It's baked into the fabric of of our of our country, man. Absolutely. Like just the soundscape defines a lot, I think. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So um, so you mentioned Swisher House and Swisher yeah. House is the crew that kind of gets credited with popularizing and bringing the chopped and screwed sound or influence of the sound into the consciousness of like the hip hop world worldwide. Like they get kind of, they're the ones who kind of reap the benefits. Um, I mean, still tipping. That is that, that that might going back to your first question, like how did I find out about it and stuff? It's probably like starting there. Oh yeah. Still tipping. Yeah. And then just, just going from there. Still balling in the mix. It's that six six long dicks, little nigga sticking your chick, pulling tricks, looking slick at all times when I'm flipping. Bar sipping, car dipping, Grant Wood grain gripping. Still tipping on four bones. Oh my god, I love that song. <laughs> it's an incredible song. Oh, so video still, too, the video. Oh. So all right, I mentioned that there was kind of some beef some tension between artists even within Houston as to what you know was seen as chopped and screwed music right so if you're part of the screwed up click you're from the south side of Houston and you're rolling with DJ Screw who's making the original screw tapes he's kind of pioneered this sound let me take it back for a second because people also credit Daryl Scott he's a DJ in Houston at um, who comes a little bit earlier than DJ Screw um, and he would also slow down records. He credits another DJ, Michael Price. Um, there's a story. He says Michael Price is playing one of Daryl Scott's mixtapes on a radio, on a boombox, and then the boombox is losing battery, and so the song slows down. <laughs> and then people are around, like, in the boombox are going crazy, like, what? Like, you know, and then um, he says that Michael Price um, goes back and then figures out a way to man- manipulate the stereo to make all of the music sound slow. And he said he did this with a screw. So there's a different, like, there are um, multiple narrative histories that credit different people with the the um, beginning of screw music. Um, but definitely Daryl Scott and Michael Price are two DJs that influenced DJ Screw. And DJ Screw got his name, um, he says, because when he was younger, he would go through his parents' record collection Whenever he didn't like a record, he would like mess it up with a screw. <laughs> like he like, I don't want nobody listening to this shit. And then his friend said like, what, who do you think you are? Some kind of DJ screw. And then the name sticks from there. Yes, I am. <laughs> this is, that sounds totally. Villain origin story. <laughs> this is definitely in a DC movie. Yeah. Like, no, call me DJ screw. <laughs> um, so, and it's interesting too. Cause like, you know, especially in the South, but you know, definitely in black culture, oral history is a thing. 
that, um, you know, there are multiple versions of stories that, you know, we arrive at where we are today. Yeah. Um, and it's important that we legitimize it just as much mm-hmm. as written history. Exactly. You know, just because it's not written doesn't mean it's not fact. Right. Yeah. And and so a lot about um, that time in the South, the 90s and up until Swisher House, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of ris- written history around it. And so much of the history is held in the people that continue to, you know, live on these legacies, which is why it's so important, important to, um, you know, remember DJ Screw, remember the screwed up click um, who, you know, are still present today. Um, And, you know, remember even the artists like Swisher House, who like really brought this music to us um, after gaining like a lot of influence from uh, DJ Screw and the screwed up click. So let me tell you about the beef. So. You got on the south side, you got the screwed up click. And then on the north side, you have a new click that forms um, by DJ Michael 5000 Watts. And he forms Swisher House. And he signs acts like you already um, mentioned, Mike Jones. Paul Wall. Slim Thug. He was once a thug from around the way. Slim Thugger, motherfucker. So what a fucking roster. <laughs> this so he forms basically the dream team of the South. Yeah. Um, and like I said, there was um, there was some animosity between the two crews because DJ Michael 5000 Watts begins to use the sound that um, was kind of made popular by DJ Screw in the South. And then Swisher House begins like dropping hit records that um, is kind of seen as like, bro, we started the sound, but now you're like benefiting from it. Um, so there was some some animosity between Northsiders and Southsiders, um, especially because the the mixtapes that Swisher House would re- release, they would call them trap, chopped and screwed mixes. So they would essentially, you know, use a similar style, use a stim- similar style as DJ Screw. But the way people in the screwed up click would say, they would be like, kind of like, you know, if you want to do what you want to do, do that. But you know, call it something else. Don't call it a screw tape if it didn't come from the screwed up click. I get that. So, you know, there's there's even the, you know, kind of conflict or history, um, even within the culture of people saying like, now nah, you're appropriating something here. And that's right. maybe not what we would have called it then. It's just a tug and pull. It's just, right. you know, you know, power dynamic. And and everyone, everyone has, has been influenced, right? You know, you could say, you know, DJ Screw took the sound from Daryl Scott, who got the sound from michael price um and we we know that there's always influence right all right but um you asked like you know whether this beef was pre or post the passing of dj yeah. screw yeah like was screw like you know did, did he encourage that kind of um attitude where like yeah this is mine mm-hmm. you know or was he just like no nah, this is just music i think there was um be, again, there's not a lot of written history. Yeah. And so, you know, all we know is what artists tell us. And mm-hmm. also because the beef has subsided, there's not like a lot of people who are, are going to talk 
deeply about you know um an artist who isn't here anymore and what he thought but the sentiment was dj screw wasn't happy that there were other artists using his name to sell records Mm. um but there's two events that sort of quell the beef and subside it as essentially and 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 then there's um almost collaboration and um solidarity between the the two crews later so the first event the passing of dj screw Mm -hmm. so dj screw passes away in 2000 and it's ruled um an overdose in in relation to codeine Mm. and so there's codeine involved and so that's of course lean um and he's one of the faces of people who we remember um as southern artists who've been lost to um deaths related to codeine overdoses like pimp c Mm -hmm. um and there are other artists as well that um you know are remembered um who have been lost you know in relation to to those overdoses um and then the second the second event that happens is Lil Kiki, member of the Screwed Up Click on the South Side, um, joins forces with Paul Wall from the North Side, Swisher House, and they have the song "Chunk Up the Deuce." Mm. And so, if you remember the song, the the lyrics, "I chunk up the deuce for the South and the North," like South and the North, you know, you got to be Southern to say it, like, <laughs> right? Or else it doesn't rhyme. LA, <laughs> I chunk up the deuce for the South and the North. Um, yeah, the LA sound doesn't really work for that song. You gotta <laughs> excuse my appropriation la accent yeah which i guess we do have but essentially you know on the hook what they're saying is peace to the south and the north side and so that is a huge moment and um let's take a second to listen to chunk up the deuce i chunk up the deuce for the south and the north boys talking down and boys wanna hate i chunk up the deuce for the south and the north well, it's that grind gripper from Houston, takes that bar, sip it at bar, no plex. I'm straight up out of that Swisher house where G'd ass right out of check, so check the neck. Check the wrist, I'm ballin' status from head to toe. My jewelry shop sell more grills than George Foreman, baby, now you know. That ain't an igloo, that's my watch, and that ain't snow, baby, that's my chain. That's not an ice tray, that's my teeth, and that's not a snow. So, that's another one of my favorite um, screw influence songs. So let's take a second to appreciate some of the songs that we love that have been influenced. I mean, even thinking of uh, the first ASAP Rocky tape. Oh yeah, Peso. We got we got to talk about that. You you mentioned ASAP Rocky. His early music, um, definitely huge, huge Houston and Screw influences there. Mm. Um, there's Peso, Purple Swag for sure. Some other ones I'll mention. Um, Kanye rides slow with Paul mm-hmm. Wall, you mm-hmm. know, definitely influenced by that. Just like that beat change oh, towards yeah. the end, yeah. It's Rise very slow, deliberate. Like the rest of the song, you can say like maybe there's a vague influence, but then mm-hmm. it just goes into a direct like homage. 
low homie. And even that song isn't doesn't chop and screw. It's you know it uh, it slows it down. It you know pitches the song down, which goes to show just how many elements are in chopped and screwed music. Like you can just pick and pull, right? Like like slowed and reverb. You know, like mm-hmm. if they picked two elements of out of what like ten or <laughs> yeah. twenty. You know that yep. that were utilized all at once. Oh hell yeah. Um, I even think of a song like Nike's by Frank Ocean. Like there, like there's um, not the clear and direct reference to Houston's music, mm. but you know, in terms of the slowness of the beat, the the kind of like airiness and like um, you know wholeness of the song, mm. there I can definitely hear like a southern sound being more influential than necessarily like any any other region within the country. <laughs> So, you know, that's that's like, you know, kind of a making a reach example. Um, and then there's more obvious ones like Bow Down by Beyonce. The beat slows, her her voice gets deeper. And so I'll, I'll play a, a little snippet of that. I've been out, I've been out, I've been out. Tell me who's gonna take me out, take me out, take me out, take me out. Cause I've been out, I've been out, I've been out. Tell me who's gonna take me and Beyonce, of course, is also from Houston. And so this is like a kind of a clear homage to the sound that Houston developed, right? Any other other ones that come to mind in terms of artists who are either directly or indirectly taking, you know, reference or influence from DJ Screw and the Screwed Up Click? I mean, I'd make kind of a left turn here and mention the Moonlight uh, score. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. I'm glad that you mentioned it. Tell, tell me about that. I mean, there, there's a really good article on it in uh, New York Times. If you just type in, like, Moonlight, Chopped and Screwed. Um, but the score is by Nicholas Brattel, who does all of Barry Jenkins' movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Barry Jenkins went to Florida State. So, again, South. And Nicholas Bertel, I don't know if they went to school together, but specifically for Moonlight, they they had a lot of conversations about manipulating the music to match those those time gaps. You know, we, we see right. Chiron as a little kid. We see him mm-hmm. as a teenager and as, as an adult. These dramatically different people mm-hmm. in each one. So um, they were trying to figure out ways to like characterize the music uh, to fit Chiron's personality mm-hmm. in each phase of his life. So you you hear it the most when um he's an adult. Yeah. And he, and he's kind of like trapping in in Atlanta. They they use that sound a lot more. Um but there there's like the official Moonlight score which has mm-hmm. elements that actually like what we're talking about you just pick and choose elements right. from the overall genre and that's mm-hmm. kind of what they did there. It's not like a direct like you know, there's no there's no lyrics to, to play back. There's right. just like strings to kind of manipulate. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a chopped and screwed like version of the score that is, you know, directly like it's a, a DJ like took it. Yeah. And chopped and screwed it. That's so um, cool. Yeah. And then there there is also a chopped and screwed or, you know, people don't agree that you can 
say it's chopped and screwed if it's not DJ screwed. You, like some people say, like chopped not slopped. That's one that DJ Slim K he he does a lot of. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Like uh, like the um, like the drunk. Yeah, uh, chopped and whatever knots, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a, that's a bit much. But yeah, but but you know, but but we but we know what we're saying, right? So yeah. we we're definitely like trying to <laughs> recall like who who started it. But um, in terms of, like, but there's literally like a, a chopped and screwed song in the in the actual movie, which is Classic Man, mm-hmm. which you know plays towards the end of the film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I'm a classic man. You can, you can be me when you look this clean. Classic man. Call it, on me like a young OG. I'm a classic man. Your knees get made by the street. And like they, they, you know, they play Goody Mob. Um, yep, peeping which, in my window. That's another song that DJ Screw also remixed. Mm. Yep, and yeah. which takes me also to the artist I think who who has most popularly recalled the memory of dj screw and that's travis scott and mm. he's done it um most apparently on Astro World, his latest album mm-hmm. there's a song five percent tint mm-hmm. and it samples peeping in my window boom, boom, boom. Um, so we could we could we can play the original peeping in my window then we'll play five percent tint which samples peeping in my window Creeping through my window Before you come outside I got the info Took it to the end zone from the end zone No, I love to smoke, you love to lick more Wanna hit the jack, then what you call for All that out your name shit, that ain't called for um, A couple of the other references to DJ Screw that he's made um, Sicko Mode, It some of the vocals from the hook are come from Big Hawk, who was one of the uh, members of the Screwed Up Click. Surrender retreat, we all in too deep. Play, play, play for keeps, don't play us a week. Someone said. Surrender retreat, we all in too deep. Play, play, play for keeps, don't play us a week. And then the most obvious one being, there's a song called R.I.P. Screw. Rest in peace and screw tonight, we take it slow. Yeah. I just took a fold to the head like man. Drop the top on the slab like man. Off the top of the dome like man. Nothing beating home like man. In a screw tape zone like man. And then another way he paid homage in his SNL performance, he actually like projected an image of DJ Screw. Oh yeah. And, that was cool. And played some um He could know, be cool audio. when he wants to be. Right, you know, so, <laughs> so you know, definitely, you know, shout out to Travis Scott for, for you know, that. for the lob up to, you know, his culture, um, the Southern hip hop right. to Houston, um, and to DJ Screw. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, I think we've mentioned, you know, I want to just kind of wrap things up by talking about how do we honor and respect legacy rather than um, either discredit or diminish or appropriate it without, you know, due credit. Um, and I think we, we mentioned some of the ways in which we have appreciated artists, you know, respecting the legacy, you know, like 
like a Travis Scott who's from Houston name checking mm-hmm. the artist who's he's been influenced by Barry Jenkins, you know, using a movie like Moonlight, which becomes an Academy Award winning film for best picture mm-hmm. that in a way like he's, yeah. he kind of puts it on a pedestal and says, says like, yeah, I'm going to make the best movie of this year and I'm going to do it with the music that I love and mm-hmm. you're going to love it, too. Yeah, I mean, think about when, I mean, 3-6 Mafia won an Oscar. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it just... Don't... You know, it's hard out here for a pimp. And the Oscar goes to... <laughs> it's hard out here for a pimp. Oh, my God. Jordan Houston, Cedric Coleman, and Paul Bogart. It's hard out for a pimp. I just, I replay that moment all the time in my head of just one them performing that at the Oscars and two them running yep. out and accepting that Oscar like yep. it's just I think it's important to just realize how like a lot of these awards and shit like they don't deserve to be on a pedestal yep absolutely. you know like not 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 that 36 mafia like winning it cheapens it that's not what oh, I'm not saying at all. at all like yeah. all I'm saying is just like man like we're so dope on our own like an oscar's cool or whatever right. but it means so much less than mm-hmm. like respect like from your peers and like where you're right. from you know it, like it doesn't validate us right not at all dude it's so not irrelevant but mm-hmm. like me and chris we talk about we'd much rather have our film go into the library of congress than win an oscar bro because that's that's an archive that'll probably be sent into space or something. You Hell know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll actually want to mention how DJ Screw's music has been archived. There's oh, shit. Um, actually at the University of Houston um, that he has an entire like exhibit dedicated to him. Um, you know, he, they have some of his original tapes hmm. um, that are archived there. Um, they as, should send it to the Smithsonian, dude. The, the new oh, hell yeah. African-American museum. That I mean, shit, that's, that's, that's a, that's a huge one. So, you know, get, get the Smithsonian on the line, uh, get the African American (laughs) museum on the line, please. Um, they just sent Kobe's Jersey up there. Oh, wow. That he, that he played in when he won, uh, one of his championships. I think they should send like Nipsey's Malcolm X chain Mm. up there. Like, cause it's a really cool section. Like the music section's the dopest part. Um, or just like the coolest part. Like, Oh, there's Jay Dilla's NPC. There's the parliament spaceship. Like, Damn. There should be screw tapes. That's huge. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so there there's some um there's some ways that we can, you know, continue to to honor that that legacy. Um some ways in, you know, some ways are more abstract and more symbolic than others, you know, the symbolic ones being like, you know, just acknowledging it, remembering mm-hmm. his name. Um, but you know, they're they're also um he still has a record shop in Houston. Oh, cool. Screwed up records and tapes. How do you think that people can respect, honor the legacy of DJ Screw, Trapped in Screw music? I mean, it's how you do everything, man. Like either you pay respect to the originator or something or you don't. <laughs> I don't know. I that's just kind of common for me. I don't know. Like if, if whenever I find out something new Mm-hmm. it's just instinct for me to find out where it came from. I, yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. And I think the more you normalize that, the better. And I'm not trying to be on a pedestal and say, I do that all the time. And like, mm-hmm. 
like I'm so perfect or whatever. But when you ate those crackers this morning, did you ask where it came from? <laughs> exactly. Like I knew, I knew that's coming. I'd <laughs> yeah. Get be called a whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, but it but it's a practice and a process that you um, that you're acknowledging. Yeah. Like I'm appreciating this art form by also getting to know the history of it. Yeah. You. It's just. It's just how we do everything. I think if whatever you find out about something new. Just look into it. You yeah. Because you may be supporting something that its roots are a little, you know, less than desirable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that stuff happens. Yeah. Where I mean, like with Floating Reaver, it's like, oh, like on the surface, like, cool. Like, yep. we're not saying this is whack mm-hmm. music. I mean, it's just, a, it's there. Yeah. It works sometimes. Like, I really like, um, there's a there's a song by the internet that's flowed in reverb that is constantly in my algorithm mm-hmm. that I like. Yeah, I like the I like I like it, but you know you got to understand where it came from, and I think you know it just boils down to if that's a part of like your character, like do you care mm-hmm. about the source of things or not? You know, yep. I'm just talking in circles at this point. <laughs> I mean, but but it's it's so legitimate, right? Take the initiative and and do your googles. Do your googles. That's right. You know, um, in the same way that we know Elvis didn't invent rock, you know, we can <laughs> the we can Rest look at peace, little Richard. Right. You know, um, I love how he never really won a Grammy, bro. But when he mm-hmm. got up there that one time, I forgot what. Uh, what he was he was presenting an award for someone and mm-hmm. he just hijacked it and he was like I'm been in rock and roll like just went off on everyone and everyone yeah. cheered him on because everyone in the crowd knows it they know except for the Grammy board <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah we have to play that clip now and the best new artist is <laughs> me <laughs> I have never received nothing you ain't never gave me no Grammy. And I've been singing for years. I am the architect of rock and roll. They never gave me help. And I am the originator. And I still say, Woo! And the winner is still me. He goes in, and right. he's just having fun with it. He, it's yeah. not, it's not like, yeah, it's not even animosity. It's yeah. like, no, yeah, I'm gonna let y'all motherfucking crack right. his nose. Yeah, because again, he just never got that opportunity to get right. up on the stage. This legend, like everyone in that in that room, probably just grew up loving and idolizing Lil Richard. Even if you didn't love the music, you know, just like the fact that he was androgynous and just like pushed all these barriers mm-hmm. there's so many reasons to love them but never got recognized and exactly again this is just kind of a broad right thing. and we can we can recognize it even if you know that's not your taste in music you mm-hmm. can you can say you know yeah like i'm not listening to every little richer album but i can acknowledge and and recognize the impact that an artist like little richard had on an entire genre mm-hmm. that didn't really ever give him the credit that he was due yeah, Sister right. Rosetta Tharp. I mean, just keep right. finding all these names. Like, oh, why weren't they acknowledged? <laughs> and then just put two and two together. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that I think, you know, I might like to continue to do. 
Cool. So if there are particular genres, you know, rock is a big one, R&B, blues. Rock is going to be like a docu-series. Right. That's, that's oh, you know, man. that's going to be like, you know, Cause, I mean, you the can last even, dance going to be 10 episodes. Dead ass. You, you could even do punk, bro. And just, right. Like the origins of that. Like that's such mm-hmm. a quote unquote white genre. And mm-hmm. it's like. Right. We can know. go to, <laughs> to house music, mm-hmm. um, you know. There, there's hardly a genre of music that wasn't invented or pioneered by a black artist yeah, or a set of black artists. Facts. Right. So that said, if y'all got any um, particular genres, subgenres, segments of music that you're interested in diving into, this is something that I definitely want to learn more about. And it's always interesting to know where those things originated. So, yeah. you know, I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, one last question for you, Jacob. So I'm gonna, this is a multiple choice question. Uh-oh. I want you to guess how many chopped and screwed mixtapes DJ Screw made and left behind. So um, do you want to just guess or should I give you the options? Um, like A, B, C, D. Take a guess. First. Can I ask a question first? You can ask a question. How long was he doing tapes for? 1990 to 2000. Okay. Let's hear the options. Okay. Option A, 50. Option B, 100. No. Option C, 200. Mm -hmm. Option D, 300. I was going to just say the most. The most, yeah. 300. Close to 350 mixtapes that are salvaged, so that are known to be original DJ screw mixtapes. Key key point yep. that are known. Right? <laughs> so that means that so, He may have made a tape for like some girl he like. Right. And she's got the only you know, like there's definitely. probably a few of those. There's there's definitely some of those. <laughs> so just think of, you know, you know, close to three hundred and fifty hours of DJ Screw um of his DJ sets with freestyles, with remixes, um these are this is kind of absurd to think about it's how a, incredibly large his catalog is yeah that's that's a real archival work right there yeah like that just documents i mean that's a decade that, that, yeah. that's a crazy ass decade too. it is it yeah. is um and yeah i think it, it goes to show what he was able to do in, in just 10 years um and also he uh, you know an interesting thing is he was interested not just in hip-hop music he mm. He remixed like all kinds of shit. Mm. And one of my favorite things, which was like kind of crazy to me that he had remixed it, but Phil Collins in the air tonight, he did, he did a chopped and screwed version of it. And if you remember how long the buildup is to the the drum solo there, imagine the chopped and screwed version where you have to wait even longer to, to hear a drum solo that happens, you know, in the original song, probably three or four minutes into it. This one is like six minutes into the song before you even hear the beat break down. I think one thing we can definitely take away from Screw is that he took time to appreciate the music he invested a lot of time to make sure we could hear and appreciate the music. And that's something that I'm definitely going to take away from him. Mm-hmm. Same. Yep. Same. Yes, sir. So that is the Chopped and Screwed episode. Um, if you want to hear more about DJ Screw and his legacy, just Google him. There's so much shit that you can find. There's articles written about him. 
Um, there's tons of his music on YouTube that you can just search up. Um, there's also podcasts and other, other things you can check out. So if there's interesting, you know, if you want to learn more about the man, um, there are documentaries as well. Mm. Um, you know, just, you know, look into it. I think that's something that's really important. And like Jacob said, this is a, a practice that is applicable in so many other ways than just this style of music. Right. I'm gonna watch a documentary. Huh? That sounds something like I like. Oh yeah. yeah. So I, I saw one on YouTube, um, had a lot of Southern artists. Um, Pimp C was in it. Um, you know, some of, um, the screwed up click members, Paul Wall's in it, you know, so a lot of, a lot of people who were there, um, to, you know, bear witness to what DJ screw left behind. And so, you know, let's continue to honor the man and, um, I'm going to take us out with a DJ screw track. All right. Thanks again, Jacob. Good job, Paul. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. Um, but yeah, thanks for, for joining me. Um, you know, if you've got more ideas for, for things you want to break down, let me know and we'll do it again. Cool. <laughs> All right, y'all. With that said, I'm soft spoken. I'm Jacob. And this was Mood Ring Radio, a brief history of Chopped and Screwed. Thanks for listening. Peace.